This is Pastor Joseph Davis. Thank you for joining the radio ministry of Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. We believe the Word of God is the lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. This Word will bless you right now. I want to teach and preach from the message, Go After It All. Everybody say, Go After It All. Say, Blameless and Blessed. Now say it again. Say, Go After It All blameless and blessed this came to my spirit on this past wednesday as we had our first wednesday service and i began to teach and to preach the word of the lord that god gave me out of my spirit jumped the example of job uh, many people talk about uh, the gospel and when they talk about the gospel especially a lot of teachers and preachers and prophets sometimes they get a little unbalanced and hear me what i mean when i say by that by this some uh start saying that certain preachers preach what is called prosperity gospel um and they uh there are some people in the body of christ that really ride hard the backs of certain teachers and preachers who preach on faith and covenant and blessing good to see you and all those material things and aspects that god has for us and there's a segment about the cars are very hard and critical on those teachers and preachers and they have titled them as prosperity gospel preachers or ministers and of course there are some in the body of christ uh, who seem to have gone so far in those messages that they never preach anything of instruction or righteousness and they only preach blessing and they don't preach righteousness um, but we cannot ignore that God has called us to be blessed. We cannot ignore it. It's all over his word. And this uh, few verses that I want to expand through other verses helps us to see um, that God has called us to be both blameless and blessed. Oh, I'm excited already. Blameless and blessed. All right. I'll be reading from the Amplified Version. It helps me really uh, teach here today. It says, there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God with reverence and abstained from and turned away from evil because he honored God. You got that? Verse 2 says, seven sons and three daughters were born to him. He also possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 50 yokes, or yokes is a pair of oxen. Not 50 oxen, but 50 yoked. That's pairs of oxen. I'm sorry, thank you. 500, let me get the numbers right. Because if the word had, a, had we're going to put the numbers in here, we got to pay attention to the numbers. Not 50, 500 yokes, pairs of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and, uh, and a very great number of servants so that this man was the greatest and the wealthiest and most respected of all the men of the east. That's North Arabia, all right? I wanted you to see clearly that God had made Job both uh, blameless and blessed. 
blameless and blessed. It helps us understand that in our covenant, we're not in this thing to talking about we're having one and not the other. Tell somebody you can go after it all. You ain't got to just be blameless and broke. Oh, this is important to teach that full counsel of God because it's not enough to be blameless and broke. The Bible says um, in this final part of the verse that because he was blameless and blessed, he was the greatest, the wealthiest, and most respected men of the East. This is not because he was only blameless. It is not only because he was blameless, it is also because he was blessed. Because everybody is not going to glorify your God because you blameless. Some people going to be attracted to your God because you blessed. Everybody, not a, everybody don't understand this God. But when they see the fruit of your living, Lord help me. When they see the outcome of your faith. Come on somebody, come on now. When they see the outcome of your reading the word, praying to God. Come on, the outcome of you living in the spirit. Everybody don't understand life by faith. Everybody don't understand what it is to pray and seek God. Some people don't even understand why you in church on a Sunday morning and not walking around the park, walking your dog and in enjoying this beautiful Sunday they don't understand it but when the blessing come on your life it will testify for you it would attract people and say what are you doing come on somebody it will testify God has called us to go after it all blameless and blessed it's important today while I teach today uh, that I go through some simple definition. Everybody say definitions. Definitions are so important, and I'm just going through four definitions today. Those four definitions are blameless, upright, fear God, honor God. Those four things I want to um, share in definition. What it is to be blameless, what it is to be upright, what it is to fear God, and what it is to honor God. That's what is right there in the scripture. That's what I want to explain. And I got to have these definitions because definitions mean everything. Tell somebody definitions mean everything. One of the perversions of this world and our time is that people, the creatures, are making several attempts to change things defined already by the creator. Oh, definitions are important because if you never get the definition right, you can never reach up to the standard of what, the, what it means. So we got to pay attention to what things mean because part of the perversion of this world is to redefine everything God's put in order or redefine the things that we don't like or with our own creativity, we decide that we have a better idea than the creator. It's the perversion of man. When I mean the perversion of man, perversion just means when we go outside of the intent or the boundary in which something is created. And whenever you go outside the intent or the boundary of something that's created, it's called perversion. So the perversion in the thought of man is that now that we are here and all because God has given us choice that we can now define what he has already put in order. And for that sake, I think it's too important 
for me not to just spend time going through definitions. Y'all don't mind if I define a few things today with these four words. That's all we're going to do. I know it sounds elementary, but we can go real far with definitions. The first word is blameless. First word is blameless. It means nothing to take hold upon. Nothing to take hold upon. That means there is nothing in a person's life that Satan or the unsaved can use to take hold to, criticize, or attack you. It means to take hold upon. To have something almost as evidence to criticize or attack. When they have nothing that is called blameless. We ought to strive to be blameless. It means irreproach irreproachable character for truth, honesty, chastity, and general uprightness. One of the challenges we have with this word blameless is we only like to live on the side of things that says no man is perfect. Although the Bible tells us to mark the perfect man. But all, like, all we like to say is no man is perfect. But if you just do a little bit of digging and definition, the word perfect also means mature. It means mark the mature man, the mature person, the person who has worked to rectify things, to have it in right order. But a part of our challenge uh, with meeting standards is we always look for a way out. We always look for a way out when it comes to uh, getting to standards, especially like the word blameless. We start telling God what we can't do. How we can't change, how we can't live, how we can't think, how we can't modify behavior because of whatever, because of whatever. God, I can't do this. You see all this temptation? God, I can't do this because of this. God, I can't. And we find all types of reasons to be short of the glory, short of the stature. Come on, tell your neighbor, God, I don't need no more shorties. Short of the glory, rather being like Philippians says, uh, forgetting those things that are behind me, I press towards the mark. And I want to focus here to get some of you over your hurdle. But notice the title of my message is to go after it. Before I know you're still struggling on. Are you gonna be perfect? Are you gonna get everything right? Right now, I got to first just get you to go after the standard. I got to get you, I'm not, God's not changing the standard, but we have to learn to go after this standard. Go after this standard. We easily know that Jesus reached this standard. The Bible tells us that he was without spot or wrinkle. But Jesus is not the only person, this Bible records, lived a life that was blameless. Genesis 6 verse 5 says, the Lord saw the great wickedness of the human race. Uh, the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. Let me pause. The reason God was regretting because God had made man in his image and his likeness. In other words, God was saying, now this ain't what I planned. 
this ain't what I set in motion. I know the possibilities of man. I know what man potentially can do. I'm disappointed on what man is doing. I've created them for good works, made them in my image, and God had a place of disappointment where it says that God regretted that he had made man, and he was deeply troubled. Verse 7, so the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I created. And with them, the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. In other words, God said, I got to start over. This ain't going right. This ain't going right. In other words, this is not my intent for mankind. I've made man to live in dominion. I've made man to live in the image of, of God. I've made them with a pure intent that they can do exactly what I've called them to do. And God said, I'm going to start over. But verse 8 says, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. How did he do so? He's going to tell you, this is the account of Noah and his family. Verse 9, Noah was a righteous man blameless among the people of his time and he walked faithfully with God here it is in scripture this is Old Testament everybody say this is Old Testament this is before Jesus died it's before we had the Holy Ghost it's before Acts 2 and suddenly it's before, it's before speaking in tongues it's before we know the fruit of the spirit it's before all the access we have now. This is before, even after this, you're going to even start seeing the priesthood of Melchizedek come in place. This, this is during the time of the priesthood. But now we're in the New Testament where we have a high priest. And we ain't got to wait for nobody to go on our behalf to get things right. We can go behind the veil and talk to God for ourselves. But this man was blameless in the Old Testament. Before all this provision, before all this access, before all of this thing happened, before, before, everybody said before. <laughs> yeah, there's another person. There ain't the only person. There's another a couple who walked up righteousness. I'm not going to read those verses. But Zacharias and Elizabeth, they are the parents of John the Baptist. The Bible says they were blameless. In their dealings with God and they were faithful to God we are called to be blames everybody say blameless let's read Philippians 2 14 to 15 Philippians 2 14 through 15 blameless verse 14 Philippians 2 14 through 15 says do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world he has called us to be blameless and harmless without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. God needs people whose relatedness to sin has more to do with their past than their present. 
going to let it digest. <laughs> God needs more Christians whose relatedness to sin has more to do with their past than their present. You got that? I know about sin. I know about it because I was cleansed from it. But I thank God my relatedness to it is getting farther and farther behind as an old thing in my life. And not something that I'm constantly living in every day of my life. Oh, there's a difference than occasionally having to repent because you dis disobey God or a life than a lifestyle that continually lives in sin. Oh, there's a difference. The Bible records if you dare read 1 John, it'll deliver you. If you read 1 John and how it talks about sin, it said if you sin, you are of the devil. Read that thing. You, you, you. It said if you live in sin, you are of the devil. Is the devil. That's what it said. Read it. That's how I got delivered. I said that's how I got delivered. I read 1 John and it told me I was the devil. I'm all rocking around here talking about I'm saved. God said, you keep living in sin. You, you are producing what your father did. You ain't producing the father. God, if you continue, the devil, you can't, see, you can't get out of sin unless you start honoring that the devil's working through your members, your hands, your body, your eyes. I ain't talking about this church. I'm talking about your church. Your members. Blameless. Number two, upright. Everybody say upright. Upright. Let's go to Proverbs 2, 20 through 22. Proverbs 2, 20 through 22. Upright. The definition of upright is simply sitting or standing with the back straight. What parents would say to a child, sit upright. Sit up in that chair. Sit upright. It helps us to understand that upright has to do with a posture of living. Job was upright. He had a posture of living. It means honorable, honest. Proverbs 22 and 20 through 22 says, That thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteousness. For the upright... Look at, look, look at verse 21. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. So when you live upright, you're going to occupy the land, and you're going to live in it, and stay in it. I mean, if you stay upright, the devil can't continue. He can't put you out of what God blessed you with. You shall remain in it. But, but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Let's keep going on upright prop. Psalms 11, verse 7. Psalms 11 and verse 7. Come on, grab those Bibles. I'm patient today. I'm teaching today. I'm all right. Thank you. I'm all right. It's a flip. I ain't going to move too fast. I'm teaching today. I'm fine. Psalms 11, verse 7 says, I'm reading from New International Version, but you have it on the screen as well. It says, for the Lord is righteous. He loveth righteousness. His countenance, countenance doth behold the upright. 
It means God looks at the upright. You're living right, God's watching you. Watching to bless you. He takes joy in the upright. His, up, his face, again, upright is about posture and position. Upright. We're called to be blameless and we're called to be upright. Let's go to fear God. The fear of God. The fear of God. The fear of God. Moving on. Definition number three. What it is to fear God. These are the things that Job did to be blameless. To live this life that honors God. Fear God. Psalms 111 and 10. Psalms 111 10 says, The fear of the Lord. This is one of my favorite scriptures. This is one of my favorite scriptures. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Meaning, if you don't respect God, you ain't smart at all. Don't think you smart if you don't respect God. The fear of the Lord, the honor God, the fear of God. Let me talk about honor a second. Lastly, so I want to say it now. <laughs> they connect. It's okay. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It also connects to another verse that I didn't list, but many of us know it. It says, lean not to thy own understanding. And acknowledge him in all thy ways. And he shall... Lean not to your own understanding. It means don't trust yourself that much. It means don't trust yourself that much. Some of us trust ourselves too much. Trust what you think. Sometimes I ain't thinking right. Now see, that's how you stay righteous before God. You got to know when you ain't thinking right. And stop giving yourself a pass when you ain't thinking right. You on your worst day, you frustrated. Stop acting like you. You know you ain't thinking right. Just say, I ain't thinking right right now. Lord help me, I ain't thinking right. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All right, and knowledge of all the ways he to direct your paths. That's why I love it. Because when you fear the Lord, he starts talking to you. When you fear the Lord, he starts directing your paths. When you start respecting the Lord, fearing the Lord, he starts giving you wisdom and instruction, sending people your way. Helping you out of your stuff. But when you are arrogant and when you are prideful and you don't want to hear from God and you want to respect God, then God shuts you out of wisdom. The Bible says clearly that the Lord resists the proud. It means, it actually means not just ignore, but to resist is an effort to get away from. When somebody resists, it's an effort towards God resists the proud. Actually, he rebukes the proud. Man, pride is something, when you walk in pride, God actually pushes you away from him. In other words, you have no grounds to ever be that arrogant. You have no grounds. I've made you. Get out my face. Let me say it like I, like I grew up. Give me 50 feet. I done made you. You didn't even know your name. You didn't know your purpose. You didn't know who you were. You was lost, right? You was lost at home. You didn't even know where you were. You didn't know what was going on. I made you all that you could be. I'm telling you all that. And you have the nerve to be arrogant and full of pride. God said, I resist the pride. The pride. But he what? Gives grace to the humble. All right, Psalms 111 and 10, I'm there for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. 
Let's go to Proverbs 15 and 33. I got scriptures today. Sometimes you just got to preach the word because people just think you're talking your own talk. So you just go to the word and you just, you know, let the word preach. Because you know, you know. if you don't follow the word, I know you ain't going to follow me. See, that's why I sleep at night. That's why I pastor and I sleep at night. Because the church belongs to him. I ain't up, I ain't up, I ain't. Mm -mm. If God wake me up, the, for intercession, that's the only time I'm disturbed in my sleep to pray for somebody. Otherwise, you can be disobedient. I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. See, some of us have fought, fallen in love with doing, uh, being nervous and emotionally out of order over other people's responsibilities. I would never have no rest and no peace if it was all about everybody doing right and following God. I'll be up all night. Praying and y'all would say he's the greatest pastor in the world. He just prays for us. Our pastor don't get no sleep. He, I don't know about you, but my pastor. Your pastor sleep. And if the Lord wakes me up or stirs me or I see something, because then I pray. Otherwise, I rest because it's your responsibility. Tell us it's my responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure it is. You want to be around somebody who never give you your responsibilities no part of love is to trust me with your with my responsibilities come on let's go to proverbs 15 and 33 then we're going to proverbs 1 and 7 we just in the book of proverbs on this one proverbs talk about it proverbs 15 and 33 the fear of the lord is instruction for the wisdom for wisdom and before honor is humility oh this talking right now you talking about fearing god if you want to get promoted, start walking in the fear of God. Start walking in humility. You want to see God bring favor and blessing? Just get humble. Just stay humble, Lord. Just stay humble. Come on. Grind hard and just stay humble. Come on. That's all you got to do. Grind hard, be faithful, and just stay humble. There's no way you're going to miss blessings and favor when you stay humble. You just can't miss them. Blessing will come find you. Come on now. David was ignored by his own dad. They didn't even think he had the qualifications. To, forgot about him. Put him out in the field. When, when Samuel came to anoint the next king, he said, bring me your sons. He didn't even bring in David. Didn't even bring him in. Because he didn't think humility works. See, many people think arrogance and braggadocious, being loud all the time, wanting to be seen all the time. All the sons came out and got in order. Samuel came with his horn of oil and the oil did not flow. He said, God sent me here to anoint the next king and I asked you to bring me your son. Do you got another son? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I got it. He won't even consider. See, don't let nobody talk you out of being humble. God will hold everything up until you get in the room. God will hold up his next move until you show up. Don't let nobody talk you out of walking in humility. Samuel said, no, 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 no. God sent me here.
Lord. Oh, I do got another son. Y'all go get David. David comes and he probably dirty from keeping sheep. He probably ain't as polished from people who don't do nothing. You know, they clean. Not that they clean up, because I believe in cleaning up. I said, I said, I said, I believe in cleaning up. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm saying they probably clean from not doing nothing. And then I said, I believe in cleaning up. That means you shouldn't like, you shouldn't look like work all day. Y'all get it later. <laughs> you should not look like work all day. David probably comes in dirty, not smelling the best, not looking the best. And when the horn of oil get over him, the oil start flowing. Samuel said, oh, this is the one. This is the one that God has chosen. And then what is the word of the Lord? It says that man looks at the outer appearance, but God... Tell your, boss, tell your neighbor I may not look like everybody else, but, but on the inside, I'm beautiful. On the inside, I'm, I may not drive what you drive. I may not live in the house you live in. But I'm qualified for promotion. High five somebody say, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. For, yeah, I'm adorned in humility. And before God to hold everything up for the humble. And had the brothers sitting there. Now, no, he didn't dismiss them to teach the arrogant that you can go further in God and humility. Anything I know, he made the other brothers sit there, wait for David to teach a lesson. Now, don't go nowhere. Come on back in this room. Come on back in here. Uh -uh. Come on, somebody. Come on back in here. You've been taunting me. You've been ignoring me. No, get on back in this room. It's my season now. Don't run now. No, no, no. Get back in this room. I've been waiting on the Lord to bless me. Y'all told me he wasn't going to turn this thing. Now, get back. Get back in this room. Matter of fact, get at the table because he prepares a table. Get on over here. Get on over here. Now, don't run now. Get back in this room. Yeah, won't he do it? Yeah. He, he, he makes them stay right there. I'm going to teach y'all a lesson. And the horn of oil begins to flow on the humble. And humble humility don't mean you know it all. But I know the one who does. <laughs> See, humility don't mean... I'm perfect in every way that I know everything. No, 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 no. Humility is actually a good sign that you know not just your strengths, but also y'all gonna make me preach up in here today. Humility is a good sign. Come on, somebody. That, that I know where my boundaries are. I know what my limitations are. I, I know where I cannot go any further. See, and a smart man, no, I can't live without God. A smart woman, no, I can't do what I'm trying to do without God. I know my temperament. I know my attitude. I know my education. But where I'm trying to go, I'm going to need God. Tell you anyway, where I'm trying to go, I'm going to need God. What I'm, what I'm trying to do, I'm going to need God. The things I got in heart, things I got in mind, I'm going to need God to get there. I got to have, have some humility. I got to have it. 
I got to have it. Got to have some humility. Got to have it. This man was blessed. He was blessed and fear God. So all that, see, something wrong with you when you get blessed and you start cutting up with arrogance. Something wrong with you. No, something really wrong with you. Job has all these possessions and his possessions don't keep him from worship. He got all these possessions, all these things, and none of it deters him in his relationship with God. Oh, it's a sad thing that God bless you with just a little treat, a little piece of his blessing. And the next thing you know, we ain't seen you in three weeks. Came to church faithfully for two months when your back was under pressure. You were sending out applications left and right and nobody was calling you. Came to the altar and all of a sudden the next Monday, God opened up a job and ever since you got that job, we ain't seen you yet. Now I'm too busy because now you got money, you can do things. And how I do God, now I do God on the run. I don't pause on Sunday morning just to tell him thank you. I don't pause on Sunday morning just to give him glory. Yeah, you can be saved and not go to church. But those who honor God most say, I'm going to church to honor God. Come on, somebody. He's been blessing me all during the week. At least every once in a while, if not every Sunday, every once in a while, I'm going to pause from my busyness, pause from my blessedness, and come give him some praise. Yeah, I'm going to show up. Say humility. Yeah, fear God. Fear God. Fear God. Fear God. Proverbs 8 and 13. I had other verses. Let's go to Proverbs 8 and 13. I just jumped the fence. I just went through the alley. I just skipped a few verses. It's okay. I think the Lord has made up the difference. Proverbs 8 and 13. Psalms, Proverbs 8 and 13. I'm still on fear the Lord. My last verse from fear the Lord. And I go to honor. It says fear, the fear of the Lord is to, huh? Don't be scared of it. It's in the word. That's why I had to put the word up there. Because if you're not careful, you will start negotiating with how you feel about evil. You will start negotiating on how you feel about what God says is wrong. But when you start fearing the Lord and not fearing people, not being so afraid of man and, and being fitting in all the time. I know we look at children and say, come here, Johnny. Come here, Susie. When you go to school, you stick up for yourself. Don't you let nobody be doing such and such to you. And you stick up. Don't you be blending in with the crowd. When Jacob didn't want to jump from that swing, that thing too hot, don't you be doing what they do. We give children all these lessons on peer pressure. 
And then us adults get trapped in the same thing as if we ain't under pressure as well. Some of us is acting just like our friends. And the only reason you acting that way is because you got some friends acting crazy and you acting crazy just like them. Come on. Some of us are under peer pressure and we grown and we have not made a strong stance that I'm not going to have wrong behavior because somebody I know got wrong behavior. I'm not doing wrong things because somebody else is doing wrong things. Come on. We got Grown people still suffering from peer pressure. Mm -hmm. Fear the Lord is to hate evil. That's pride, arrogancy, and the evil way. Look at that. And a froward mouth. What? One of the ways you see people don't honor God or fear God is how they talk. A froward mind. Don't you understand that your tongue is just an expression of your mind? You can't tell me that wasn't on your mind when it keep coming out your mouth. The Bible says you only know a fool when he opened his mouth. See, sometimes I know about y'all, sometimes my deliverance is what happens between my mind and my mouth. Meaning God intercepts a thought before it comes. Thank you, Lord. My reputation, see, I ain't going to say it, I'd say it. My reputation is still pretty good today because there's just certain things God didn't allow me to say. Because if I would have said what I was thinking, if I would have said what I, what? If I would have said, said my first thought, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I ain't saying nothing. And sometimes you go through seasons where you're most more sensitive than others. You're frustrated and stuff like that. Those are real good seasons just to be quiet. You're already aggravated. You already got things going on, trials and tribulations. You just get ticked off off of the little stuff. Those are the days to go in solitude and prayer. Y'all ain't saying that. I just came from one of those seasons. I was mad. I was angry. I said, oh, this is the time to be quiet. This is the time not to go on Facebook. This is time not to go on social media. Some of y'all about to help. Ask God to help you between your mind and your tongue. You about to ask God to help you. Stop letting everybody know what's going on in your mind. And they be saying, have you saw so-and-so post? Have you saw so-and-so? He ain't right. Something going on him. She ain't right. Then you want to respond. Don't everybody call me. You put on Facebook. Don't everybody be calling me. I'm fine. No, you ain't fine. We don't read your last five posts and something wrong with you. Your mouth or your typing have expressed something going on in your mind. A throwing mouth. You can't just keep talking any type of thing, any type of way, and want to have some type of upstanding respect. You can't just act any way, any way, and talk any type of way, and then be telling people, you're going to respect me. Oh, no, you're going to respect No, I'm acting just, I'm responding to you based on your mouth. You're going to respect No, no. You're asking for something that you're not doing for your own self. Which is... Let's get back to the word. <laughs> For a mouth, do I hate? Everybody say the fear of God. Fear God. Let's go to honor. Everybody good? Let's go to honor. Yes. We're doing good. We're doing good. Honor. 
We already did blameless. We already did upright. We already did fear of God. Now we're in honor. And then I'm going to put this thing all together. Honor. Proverbs 3 and 9 says, honor the Lord. Somebody said, Pastor Joe, you don't have to say this scripture. You already kind of preached about it. Nope. Proverbs 3 and 9. Let's turn to it. Honor the Lord with your substance or your wealth and with the first fruits. Come on. Let's, what that thing said? Let's test some reading comprehension today. Come on, don't fail me now. I know you can read this thing. I know you can. No, no, don't fail me today. I know you can read this scripture. No, you can. Come on, come on. Oh, I knew it. Of all your increase. I mean, if God blessed you with it, don't hide saying thank you. That's what it means. If God blessed you with it, don't hide saying thank you. Understand the formula. Understand how to keep the flow going. Understand how to keep the rhythm and the pattern of your life. He bless you. Thank you. You honor him with a piece of what he's given to you. You take a piece from it and give it back to him. Thank you. Honor the Lord with your substance. Now it's talking about the stuff you have. Another way of honoring 1 Peter 2 and 17. 1 Peter 2 and 17, another way of honor. It's how you go for it all. Honor. 1 Peter 2 and 17, it says, honor. Uh-oh. Oh, man. It means honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Our problems with honor is we think honor mean like. We think honor mean like. Honor means the position and the status that a person or position that they hold. Honor the authority that they have. You can say what you want to say. You can say you don't like police officers. You can say what you want to say. Would you go ahead and keep speeding and see what happens? Say what you want to say. I don't, go, go ahead. Gonna be pulling you over. Right? Honor. It means it's honor for position. Honor because God put it in place. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Even honor the king. If you didn't even vote for the king. The Bible tells us as Christians that we got to pray for all in authority. So we don't just pray for people we just like. We don't just pray uh, be a, for pray for Republicans because we are Republican. We don't just pray for Democrats because we are Democrat. See, that's that nonsense the church got into these last few elections real strong. Especially when they found somebody they say God had sent. Honor the king. First Peter 3 and 7. I'm still teaching on honor. Teach you how to go for it all. First Peter 3 and 7. It says, likewise, husbands. 
dwell with them according to knowledge. In other words, know who you marry. I ain't gonna mess with it today. Wives too, know who you marry. The person you marry at that time are most likely going to be that same person for the most part, the rest of their life, for the most part. Now we know God can change. We know we believe in faith. But you can't be marrying on faith. Mm-mm. 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 I'm marrying you because I just believe you're going to change. You in trouble. I'm marrying you because I just believe one day you're going to get a job and you're going to want to work. No. No. I start talking about I'm in love. I'm in love. You... First Peter 3 and 7. Giving honor to the wife. Everybody say honor. Honor, honor the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Right. I like to preach scripture. It don't say weak vessel. Weaker. It don't mean weak. It mean weaker. weaker. Not as strong as what God has placed in the man. Since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. They are heirs. You are heirs together by the grace of life. That your prayers. What? get no blessing because of how I'm treating my wife that my prayers y'all about to get in the word my prayers y'all about to get in the word I've been praying I don't know what's going on honor say honor your wife Everybody say honor. It means it means respect. It means to cherish. It means to love, appreciate. Come on, I may quit, I may I may I may quit my sermon early to go honor my wife. Hallelujah. Honor. Come on, somebody. I'm walking up some honor today. Ain't no telling what that girl may get today. Honor. I'm feeling something. Glory to God. Honor. breakthrough we get a breakthrough could it be that God hadn't visited your house because dishonor is in your house I don't know why it is we keep hitting the wall you can't treat each other like trash fussing and cussing each other out treating each other like trash and be expecting God to open up the windows of heaven I gotta be quick. I don't I don't stir it up my honor. I gotta go. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on, somebody. I started this marriage. I started this covenant. Come on, somebody. I'm on that thing. We're bad, brothers. I started this covenant. She didn't start nothing. I started this. She said yes, but I started a proposal. Yeah. I'm feeling something. That's right. It's really like 
I extended the scepter like a king does when you approach the throne I became an extension of the covenant saying follow me we going places I feel like preaching Lord eh? I think that marriage summit coming up in a few weeks I'm feeling something girl I've got something in mind on what we can do together can you come girl will you marry me I got a vision I got something I want you to submit to I don't just want you to sub I said I just don't want you to sub I want to see submission which means to be under a mission and any woman in her good mind got a good mind don't mind getting under a mission that's gonna bless her a mission that's gonna take her places come on I ain't never seen a good woman in a right mind have a problem with submission to a good mission but if you call her to go backwards she ain't going if you call her to be broke all her life she ain't going if you call her to live in pain and act she ain't going she ain't going women said ain't gone <laughs> and so those you women who know you got a man I might as well flip it because some of y'all need deliverance but some of you who know you got a good man who got a good mission go ahead and give God some praise you women if you're married you know you gotta you make some noise I had to flip it around I, I heard too many yelling I ain't going I heard too much make sure I want to hear no stubbornness or nothing in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah everybody say honor. honor I'm about to get through here let's go to Exodus 20 and 12 and I'm going to Psalms 1 to put it all together alright Exodus 20 and 12 and then I'm going to Psalms 1 and I'll be done honor Exodus 20 and 12 we're going after it all blameless and blessed God didn't save me to be miserable. I, God didn't save me to be miserable. Not me. Mm-mm. 20 and 12 says, Honor thy father and thy mother. Which means this is your first institution of learning. The father and the mother is supposed to be the first institution of learning. This is why it's so important for the first institution of learning to be in order. Because it's hard for a child to go respect other institutions and they disrespect their first institution of learning. See, parents who do well at teaching at home get super upset when a child leaves the home and start disrespecting and start misbehaving. You know why they get extra upset? Because they know what they have established at home. And there's a bad reputation on this household to leave this house and go into another dimension or institution and disrespect the teacher and disrespect the adults because that's not how we raise you. Oh, oh! You, my dad was always a mild-mannered person, very mild, soft-spoken. He's gotten a little more bold in his old age. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And as children, me and my sister, my, my brother's seven years younger, by the time 
he was coming along, our parents forgot about spanking. So this is for me and my sister. <laughs> we, we, you know, it was like, man, you don't have an idea. You can go outside, be outside till 7.30. You let us come home at 7.30 p.m. on a weekday. Yeah. One time, my, my daddy had a relapse. And he came home one day, and he remembered how he raised me and my sister. And he came home and said, where's your brother? I'm like, huh? I mean, that question don't even make sense. I mean, where is he? He's somewhere playing like he does every day. My daddy said, it's 6 o'clock. We're like, what that mean? That boy don't get in here until about 8 when it get dark. 8? You go find him right now. <laughs> my sister looking like, what done happened to him? We ain't seen this Joe Davis singer in years. What's going on? He relapsed. My brother came in. <laughs> we was like, man, just go along with it. You don't understand. We'll talk to you later. Just go along with it. <laughs> Honor that father mind. We will want our dad to spank us. Because he was mostly my man. My mom would get it done. She would discipline very, very, very strong. So we was almost like, we almost like, let daddy spank us. Let daddy discipline us. You know, it was almost like self-telling on yourself. A daddy mama's mad with us. Can you spank us, please? <laughs> Can you discipline us, please? Because he was always... But I'll tell you something that would get my dad going. You go up to that schoolhouse. It wasn't school. I don't know where y'all grew up. Schoolhouse. You go up to that schoolhouse and you let that teacher call me. You go up to that school and let me have to come off my job. What? Let me come off. You have to let me come off my job. Boy, you have to. That teacher sent me one more note to this house about you misbehaving and clowning in the back of that. One more note. y'all don't know them see y'all don't know that type of honor where you cried on the way home knowing that <laughs> see that's what I'm talking about <laughs> you cried on <laughs> you cried on the way home you got that note in that book bag and that teacher said you go get that thing to your, your parent and you bring it back signed tomorrow and you crying you coming home what's wrong <laughs> I'm okay and you don't watch the clock it's 8 o'clock you go knocking on that door p.m. you don't held this door you know I'm talking about the honor that taught you respect the honor that taught you that there were consequences to your actions y'all hear what I'm trying to say honor that father and that mother first institutional learning and look what is attached to your days being long upon the earth. The land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So, it's a commandment with promise. That many times people's lives are cut short because of disobedience. Sometimes because of disobedience. Everybody say honor. honor. Now let's put this thing all together. Psalms 1. Let's put it all together. What it is to be blessed, blameless and blessed. Blameless and blessed. Let's see what it is like to put it all together. We got three verses here and we'll be done. Psalms 1. What it is to be blameless and blessed. It says, blessed is the man 
that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You bless when you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You're blessed when you don't stand in the way of sinners. What that means is that your lifestyle is a hindrance to those who want to be, want to change. You say, I can't change. Pastor Joe is the most foul preacher I know. I will go to church, but boy, he cheat all the time. He money hungry. I mean, he's just a liar. You want to find a lying preacher, you just go over the truth. Yeah, that's one lying preacher. And won't come to church. Because I'm standing in the way of the sinner. When they want to get to the path of God, my lifestyle have hindered them to such a point. Can I just teach some wisdom why God is, can I teach some wisdom why God is cleaning you up? Can I teach wisdom why God is cleaning you up? Don't put everything on Facebook. Don't tell everybody everything you're doing. Why he's can I give you some wisdom? Why he cleaning you up? Just some wisdom. Don't get so reckless and careless in your lifestyle. You know, yeah, I cuss. I cuss you out too. Can, can, can we just why God is come on? Why God is clean? Can we bridle some things? Why God is working us through some stuff still? Do we just have to let it all hang out and tell everybody? Sometimes Christians become so reckless. I know I'm messing with y'all today. I know it is. It ain't that you can't twerk with your wife. But everything is not for public consumption. So yeah, you can twerk with her. Some of you are like, what are you talking about? I ain't been on Facebook in months. I ain't been on IG in months. <laughs> Everything is not for public consumption. You bring ridicule against yourself for no other reason. Some things you just got to conceal or bring behind closed doors and have it in the right place with the right people. Everything is not to show everybody. But we think we got to show everybody everything. I know. Some of y'all still feel like you can just twerk anywhere. I know it. I know. I already know. You ain't going to tell me nothing. You see now, when I get mad, I'm twerking. I don't care where that. When I get my bull thing, <laughs> say what you want to say. And then quote scripture all out of context. Because marriage is honorable and the bed is undefiled. That don't mean you can do anything in the bed. That don't mean you can do anything anywhere. We ought to have some decor about certain things and what we do and how we behave. Come on now. I know it. I know it. Somebody gonna walk in and say, I'm twerking anyway. I know it. <laughs> Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. This is an overcritical person who are so mean. This is a mean spirit. 
Number two, verse two, but his delight, I'm, I'm merging blameless and the blessing, but his delight, uh, the reason I'm blessed is because I'm sitting in the council of the God, I'm God though, the reason I'm blessed is because I'm not standing in the way of sinners. Reason I'm blessed is that I'm not overcritical or always judging people and not giving people mercy and not giving people chances and not loving on people and not trying to be people's God all the time. You know what I'm saying? Come on, I'm just, just talking about, uh, and, and I never send nobody to hell. Instead, because some Christians felt like God raised them up to send somebody to hell. You can't send nobody anywhere you ain't got no authority over. You can't send them to heaven or you can't send them to hell. Now, God can. Because some people just love to send people to hell. Instead of praying for them. Instead of encouraging them, counseling them. Just love, just can't wait to send somebody to hell. I done finally got my fornicating, unliving self right. Got my adulterous self right. My lying self right. And time I got my lying self right, I've been ready to send somebody to hell. There's some people who come in church, they just as mean as the devil. I wasn't talking about nothing I went through. I wasn't talking about no suffering I've been through. Talk, they ain't compassionate. They ain't got no mercy. And the truth of the matter, with those people, you don't even know their real testimony. You don't even know their real testimony. Because you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what God done picked them. Because they silent. They sitting there judging you. And knowing they've been in the same place that you are today, three years ago. Ain't heard no testimony from him whatsoever. Let me give me that general testimony. He delivered me from sin. Tell me which ones. That old general testimony ain't nothing. Tell us what you've been through. Tell us how the devil once had you, but you overcame. Mean, overcritical spirit. I'm talking about nothing I'm going through. All right, number two. But here's the light. I done got mad. Help me, Jesus. I'm merging the two, blameless and blessing. But here's the light. Here it is. This, this, uh, this is how you get the, keep the blessing on you. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. A good cook, I said a good cook, who want to make your head spin when you come over for the dinner. Get up the night before and marinate that chicken and let those herbs and spices soak in and minister to the meat and tell that meat you gonna taste good in the morning I'm gonna work on you all night I don't got you wrapped up in the refrigerator I'm put you done seasoned you just right and I'm gonna talk to you all during the night I'm gonna get all in the grooves of you I'm gonna get all in the crevices of you I'm telling you anytime you get this word and you start meditating with it day and night rolling with it in your bed letting it fit all the crevices of your life and letting this word soak in you sometimes it ain't about reading the whole book get one chapter and let that one chapter work on you let that one chapter stay in your spirit it ain't about reading the whole book I done read the Bible ten times no get two verses and let two verses change you he said I let this word meditate <laughs> 
the hard spots in your life. Grab that word and let that word start penetrating your life. Meditate day and night. Oh, this thing gonna break in me. This lion spirit gonna break in me. This, this, this honest soul is gonna break. I'm gonna keep working this word till this thing breaking me into prosperity. Come on, I'm gonna break this poverty mindset. I'm gonna break this complaining. I'm gonna break this thing. I'm gonna work this word. Day and night. Now watch what happened in verse three. I'm excited. Verse three, look at verse three. When you start working this word day and night, some of y'all just gave you the formula for your change. You, you need more repetition. You need some consistency. You need to come on. Come on, you gotta, you gotta get more than what I'm giving you today. You're gonna have to follow up tonight. Well, you know you got some rough areas, see, so y'all play around. See, I've been delivered. When I was getting delivered from lust, it, it wasn't like. I can go to church and have a good time. See, I got delivered after I got saved. I know everybody gets saved and they get delivered at the same time. Uh huh. But I got delivered after I got saved. I was saving struggling, saving having bad thoughts, saving going to wrong places, saving doing the wrong things. Uh huh. And after a good service, can I preach like I feel it? After a good service where the man of God preached, where the word done went forth, where prophecy done went forth, and I even put in a dance. By the nighttime, the devil was knocking on my door and saying, Joe, Joe, Joe. Can I testify? And sometimes I was saying, yes, yes, yes. But the way I had to get out of that thing, I had to eat more than just Sunday morning. I had to go home and eat all over again. And sometimes I had to eat before I went to bed. And sometimes Monday morning, I had to eat the word all over again. Tell someone you need some more repetition. For those tough spots. Huh? I'm telling y'all. Verse 3. My final verse. When you don't do verse one, stay away from all the negativity. Number one, first, when you start denying in the law of the Lord, number three, verse three, look what happens. Just my look what happens. You can't keep living blameless and not show up blessed. You can't keep pleasing God and God not open up the windows of heaven. You can't keep doing right. And God, I love this scripture, Matthew 6 and 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. That's my things. When you start taking care of spiritual things, God will start taking care of natural things. It says all these things will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. Here you go. A new job. Here you go. A new race. Here you go. Some great friends. He'll start adding things. No, no. God will start multiplying. You can't keep living for God and God not beautify your life. You can't keep pleasing him and watch what God turn in your favor. You keep serving him and watch what happens on the way. It says in verse 3, and he shall be like a that's the second part I'm going to walk it I'm going to walk it 
it's a prophecy tell them I got a prophecy on me it didn't say you was going to be like a seed the prophecy is you're going to be like a tree not like you'll be like a seed seed is good but seed is infancy stage <laughs> said if you keep reading the word you're going to grow you're going to mature what are you going to mature into you're going to mature into a tree tell me about a tree pastor Joe. i'm glad you asked a tree is a sophisticated thing in the earth a tree has number one roots Meaning before you blow me down, you won't have to deal with my network. You're going to have to deal with my prayer warriors I'm connected to. Before you blow me down, you will have to deal with what? You think all my growth is above the earth? You think all my growth? No, I got growth. You can't see it. Before you knock me down, you will have to deal with all the people who pray for me. All the things I'm connected to. You think all my growth is above the ground? Tell your neighbor, I got growth you can't see. He said, you will be like a tree. The other thing tree has, it has something called a trunk. The trunk is the foundation. It means you can't blow me down. I got roots and I got foundation. I'm not here overnight. I've been through the test and I got a base about me. That's why the devil done threw everything except the kitchen sink. And I still got my praise. Why? Because I got a foundation in my life that if God be for me. He said, you're going to be like a tree. It's a prophecy. Tell him I'm going to be like a tree. I'm going to be like a tree. The other thing the tree has, a tree also has branches. Branches is similar. Branches is normally the outside of what roots is under the ground. Branches is the external networks I have. I have other people externally that you can see that I'm connected to. I got branches. Tell somebody I got branches. So I'm more sophisticated than you think. I got branches. The other thing I got branches. Branches got leaves. Let's read that one. It says, I'm be planted by the risen water and shall bring forth his fruit in his season and his leaf shall not wither. The other thing I got is leaves. Now leaves are not fruit. But leaves is the sign that I'm not dying. Tell your neighbor, I've been through something, but I'm not dying. I've been through something, but I'm not giving up. Leaves are a sign that I'm here to stay. And even when I'm not in my season, my leaf keeps telling you, in just a little bit, this boy about to bear fruit. In just a little bit, he's about to bust out. I may not have no fruit yet, but if I got a leaf... Say my leaf will not wither. It means that God keeps me looking good when it ain't my season. Tell, 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 tell you, there ain't no sense of being jealous of me now. I ain't even in my best season yet. If you, if you, if you, if you jealous not, like they say, you gonna be sick of me. If you jealous not, you you, you gonna be sick of me. Cause, Cause all I got is leaves right now. I got a prophecy because I didn't even get here. I'm also, I'm planted. See, I'm planted. Yeah, I'm planted by the rivers of water, meaning I got a source that constantly feeds me. And I bring forth fruit in the season. The other thing I'm going to have is I'm going to have fruit in my season. I'm going to have fruit. I'm going to have fruit in my season. 
and, and his leaf shall not wither and what here it is i'm done and what so ever i don't know if you feel this when you start pleasing god and your heart gets right with god the scripture says that God is attached to whatsoever you do. I don't know if you understand what that means. That means you can't ever lose because anything you do, God's going to prosper. There's a place in living for God that once you start pleasing him, anything you do, he'll make it to prosper. You worried about your business selling? Your business can't fail when you follow God. He said whatsoever he do whatsoever he do whatsoever you, you, you can't stop a person pleasing God from being blessed whatsoever he do shall prosper if you believe you're going after being blameless and blessed I need you to give God praise right there come on stand to your feet I'm done come on blameless and blessed God bless you. If that blessed your soul, we will love for you at your next opportunity to join us in worship every Sunday morning in Monticello, the Victorious Church at 8 a.m. or our Dream Center location here in Tallahassee at 10 a.m. We would love to have you and your family, and we can't wait for you to join us at any of our locations. This is Pastor Joseph Davis. God bless you and join us again.